Today is Friday, June 15th, 2018, and I have had a very busy week. Uh, This weekend is Father's Day, and on Monday, I went to Charlottesville to visit my father. I know I've talked about him before, but he is just, he's a mess right now. He will not take care of himself. He won't um, really do anything to to improve himself. He's currently um, 87. I know, I think I've told you that before. He's turning 88 in January. Well, when I got there on Monday, he was, he uses a walker and he was sitting in the walker and had himself turned around backwards, walking or pushing himself down the hall. And um, because he was coming back from breakfast and I got there at that time. And I was like, "Um, Dad, why don't you just stand up and walk? I don't want to. He's like, why don't you pull me down the rest of the way? So I pulled the walker down to his room the rest of the way. And I was like, why why are you being so lazy? I just don't want to do anything. I'm like, okay, well, whatever. Then, you know, he gets back from breakfast and I'm like, okay, we'll brush your teeth. And he's like, no, I don't want to. And then I'm like, okay, well, put your feet up because he has currently has edema where fluid from your body is collecting in his legs and making his legs swell. And he has a pill to take for the edema and he's supposed to put his legs up to, you know, relieve some of the fluid in his legs. And he never puts his legs up. He just sits in a chair and falls asleep and really doesn't do anything. So anyway, I went, went through two days of this, Monday and Tuesday. And finally, when I left on Wednesday morning, I just said, okay, well, I guess I'll just see ya. Because I didn't, like, I, I've already decided that if he, if he isn't willing to do anything for himself, then I'm not going to do anything for him either. If he's going to be lazy, then I'm not going to do anything for him. Because the whole point is that he is capable of doing all of these, you know, self-care things like brushing your teeth and taking a shower and, um, you know, doing your own laundry and stuff like that. Even though he's 87, he is still capable of doing these things. He just chooses not to. So I'm not going to feed into that laziness by doing the things for him. I have an older sister who um, has decided that she's, I mean, she lives down there and she's basically, you know, takes care of all the paperwork and all the you know doctor's appointments and all that kind of stuff. But she also enables him by doing his laundry for him, by, you know, cleaning up his house, taking out the trash, you know, all these little chores that he can do himself, but he just chooses not to. And yes, the edema has complicated things in terms of walking and moving around, but he got himself into that situation by not moving. So and the thing is he's he's aware of it. He knows it. So I just, I've, I've made up my mind that I will, you know, I'll go down there to help him with appointments, doctor's appointments stuff, but I'm not going there to babysit him and to do chores for him that I know that he can do himself. So I left there very frustrated and, uh, you know, I sent an email to all my um, brothers and sisters and told them what I, you know, observed and what I thought, because I really think he needs to go back to assisted living because currently, I mean, he's in a, an assisted living facility, but there are like four different levels of care and he is at the independent level, which means the caregivers do not come in and do anything for him. He was able to pass the, um, ability test when he went into the independent care back in April, but now he is just I think he needs to go back to the assisted part where, where they come in and, 
you know, they'll remind him to take his pills. They'll get him a, a shower once a week and they will, you know, clean his house and they'll do the laundry and they'll do all that stuff for him. The only problem is, of course, it's, is it's more expensive, but I think it's worth it because he's, he's not doing anything for himself. So, um, there's, you know, difference of opinion, differences in opinion, um, with what we should do with him because my the sister who lives down there thinks that he is still um, able to take care of himself and does take care of himself. Well, excuse me, I did not find that to be the case, and I disagreed. Um, we've all been taking turns going down there and spending time with him, so I was there for three days, and uh, my older brother was there the week before. My One of my older sisters is going there, not this weekend, but next weekend, so, I mean, there's enough of his um, children to go visit him. But, um, you know, I'm just, I'm not going to do it. I've just decided if, if he's resigned to just let himself fade away and die, whatever, let him. I mean, he's too, he's like, he's just, you know, resigned himself. That's what's going to happen. So just let it happen. And it's sad and all, but you know what? If you don't care enough about yourself to take care of yourself, then how do you expect other people to care for you? So I am, I'm just, I'm at the limit. I'm, I'm done. Um, I'm fine with it. Anyway, so that was Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Then on Thursday, I had a very busy day Thursday, yesterday. I have a good friend who um, needed to have someone take him to his colonoscopy. He is um, 54 years old and he has um, colon cancer that runs in his family and he had his first colonoscopy in 1999 because of his um, family's um, history with colon cancer. So he was supposed to have one like every five years after that um, just to keep checking. Well, he ha- he didn't do it. And he was telling us this story back in January. And I was riding his butt saying, you've got to get in there and get a colonoscopy. And I would send him emails. And when we would see him, I would say, you know, you've got to make this appointment. Well, finally, he made the appointment. And I um, got up at the crack of dawn yesterday because I'm in D.C. and he lives out in Virginia. So um, it was like an hour drive out there. And I um, picked him up and said, let's go. And he wasn't even I thought he was going to be nervous and concerned and all of that. And he wasn't all, he's like, no, I'm ready to go. I did all the prep stuff and, um, you know, I'm ready to go. So I took him to the facility, which was not that far from his house, which was a good thing. And, uh, he filled out all the paperwork. One thing was interesting. They had the, these little tablets that you have to, I think they were iPads. I don't know. They were in some kind of case, but anyway, um, you have to read through and sign all these different pages and stuff. And he read, like we got there at 7.25 in the morning, something like that. And he read every single word on every single page of this document. Um, when you know that it's pretty routine and I mean, he's had a colonoscopy before, so he knows what you have to go through. Anyway, so um, it took him 35 minutes to read through and sign all of these documents and stuff. And I think his appointment was um, for like 7.45 or something like that. So he was late filling out the paperwork and um, signing all the documents. Anyway, when he turned the stuff in, the lady's like, okay, we're ready to go. So I was like, we've been waiting for you to finish these documents. So they took him um, back to the back. And um, I had to hold all his stuff. And and the lady said, now, you're the um, person driving him, so you can't leave. Don't go anywhere. 
I was like, I can't even go like to get something to eat. No, no, you have to stay right here in the facility. You never know. So I said, okay. And I was starving because I didn't eat any breakfast yesterday. And of course he was starving because he hadn't eaten for like 48 hours or something like that. So um, they took him back and I kind of fell asleep in the chair and watching TV and stuff. And just, so it was like almost exactly an hour later, they called me back and he was awake and he was talking and he was fine. And I asked him about the, um, the anesthesia and did he feel, you know, woozy or anything? And he's like, no, I feel fine. I said, did you feel anything? He's like, no, they put you to sleep because they do this. Um, I know it's called Twilight, but I'm not exactly sure what the drug is that they give you. I don't think it's propofol. I don't really know. But anyway, he said it was like the best sleep he's ever had. And he didn't even know what anything was going on. So he had um, like a little uh, drink box and um, he was talking. He was fine. Then the doctor came over and she asked him, he said, would it be okay if... Um, your friend here can stay in for this discussion. He said, oh, sure. So the doctor opens up this folder and he's got pictures of his colon. <laughs> and of course it was very clean. Um, and it was funny because um, he said, um, look, we all look the same on the inside. And I thought that was, that was an interesting thing to say because he's a black man and I'm white man. And it, it, the way he said that, it was like, see, we're all the same on the inside. And it's true. But anyway, so the doctor um, just went on to say that it was a pretty routine colonoscopy. They found one polyp and that will, they'll send it to the lab for biopsy and um, see if it's benign or cancerous or whatever. And, um, but she said she was pretty confident that it was um, not cancerous. So that's a good thing. Um, and I thought that was really good because when I had my colonoscopy uh, almost four years ago now, I had eight polyps in my colon that they took out. So, um, and they were all benign. So, um, so anyway, um, she basically just went over the um, stuff that you have to do afterwards. Don't, you know, don't eat any heavy meals. Just eat some light food. Don't do any major strenuous exercise um, yesterday. And, you know, just take it easy, take a nap and all that stuff. So... He was like, okay, well, then let's go. So um, he got dressed, and we he signed all the paperwork, and we left and brought him home. And it was like, at, I guess it was like right at about 10 of 10 in the morning. Well, I had plans to go to um, protest at the NRA yesterday, and I had just enough time because he lives uh, not too far, well, like three exits up from the um, NRA uh, national headquarters. So I took him to his house, got him set up and made sure he um, could walk up the stairs and stuff. Okay. And he said, I'm fine. I'm fine. Go ahead and go. So um, I, I left and got to the uh, protest at the NRA just like shortly after 10, found a good parking space, got a sign and joined the group who was all along the sidewalk right in front of the NRA headquarters. And this lady was coming by and she was like introducing herself and shaking hands. And I was like, who is that lady? And then she got to us because uh, my friend was uh, joined me there too. Not the one who had the colonoscopy, a different friend. But anyway, um, this lady came by and she said, hello, my name is Jennifer Wexton. And I was like, oh my God, you just won the primary on Tuesday to go against Barbara Comstock in the 10th district of Virginia. And granted, I don't live in Virginia and I can't vote, but it was kind of cool meeting her because I, there's a really, really good chance that she's going to beat um, Barbara Comstock in the 10th district in Virginia. 
because Barbara Comstock has, um, is, she's like a career politician. She's, she's held every office you can think of. And right now she's not doing very well because she's aligned herself with Trump. And, um, you know, pe- people are not happy with her uh, voting record in the um, Congress and stuff. So anyway, um, the lady, Jennifer Wexton, um, was extremely nice. And she's absolutely, her whole platform for running um, was against guns and, um, you know, having sensible gun legislation. She, you know, she gave a little speech and she said, I'm not here to take anyone's guns away. I'm here to help create sensible gun legislation to, um, you know, try to curtail some of these um, school shootings and stuff. Anyway, she um, gave a pretty, you know, realistic, compassionate speech. And um, while we were all protesting along the sidewalk. And, you know, of course, just like last time, because I, I protested back in April, and then I couldn't do it in, um, n- no, I, I went in March, and I guess I couldn't do it in April and May because of the dates didn't work out. Um, so I went back this time. And it was pretty much the same thing. There was like probably, well, there wasn't as many people this time as there was the first time. But the first time I went, it was like a month after, it was exactly a month after the Parkland shooting. So um, this time it was... Um, well, we don't. We didn't have a shooting, but I, I would say there was probably only about eighty people there. But I think that's still a pretty good turnout. And there was lots of cars beeping their horns, you know, in support as they drove by. And then, of course, the people who were driving right into the um, NRA were giving us the thumb, uh, the uh, middle finger, and um, thumbs down and stuff like that, which is expected. Um, and of course, there were some police um, policemen there to you know keep the peace and all that. But then there was also these two guys obviously from the NRA, I don't know if they were security or what, but they were dressed in black and they had black sunglasses on. And if a car pulled into the parking lot at the NRA, they would, um, you know, walk over to that person and question them before they would go in the building, I guess, you know, to make sure that they're not there for, you know, any bad reasons, I guess. I don't know. But um, I, I, I did not see those guys before. So that was an interesting kind of, um, change i guess from the first time but it was very you know peaceful protests we didn't we weren't shouting anything we weren't screaming anything we weren't singing we were just basically holding up signs and um shaking them at cars and stuff and listening to jennifer wexton speak so um it was really good i i I, i'm gonna go try to go again um i'm gonna try to try to keep doing this on the 14th of every month but next month the 14th is on a saturday so i don't know if they change that to a monday or not because People don't work at the NRA on the weekend, so at least that's what I think. So um, anyway, I'm going to continue my protesting and being part of um, whatever little bit it does is to at least bring awareness to the fact that we need sensible gun legislation, um, that I'm going to keep doing it. So then, so that was right after the colonoscopy, and then my friend and I went out to lunch because I was starving, and then after that, um, he went home and I went home. And I took a nap because in the evening, last night, we went to our very first concert of the season at Wolf Trap. As you know, we like to go to Wolf Trap every year. We um, get tickets for like five or six different concerts. And this year, all of our concerts are kind of um, heavy in the June and July months because we're not going to be here basically the whole month of August. So um, anyway, the first concert was... Harry Connick Jr. And I'm telling you, he did a great show. Um, 
you know, the kind of music was kind of um, New Orleans uh, jazz, and um, he did some gospel stuff. And at first I thought, oh, I'm not going to like this gospel stuff because I don't like music, you know, uh, having anything to do with religion. But um, the the songs that he played were like songs that you know just from growing up and stuff, and they were really moving. And um, uh, what's, I can't think of the term I'm thinking of. But anyway, after that, he did some tap dancing uh, music, and he put on his tap shoes and did some tap dancing. And then he called this guy up from the audience, and he said, who wants to try tap dancing with me? And this guy raises his hand, and he goes up there. And, of course, the guy is good-looking and in great shape. And he um, they, they said, what size do you wear? And the guy said, 10 and a half. And he goes, well, I have an 11, so go ahead and put these shoes on. And um, he started to show him a couple steps and how to do it and stuff. And then the guy said, the, um, Harry Connor was like, okay, that's all. Thanks. Go, you know, go back to your seat. And the guy went off stage to take the shoes off. But then he came back and he said, could you just show me one more Thing. And, and Harry's like, dude, you know, you already had your time in the light. Let's, you know, just go. But the guy was back on stage. And then it turned out that this guy was a plant and um, he was a professional tap dancer. And he like Harry showed him one step and then the guy went crazy with his own steps and doing all this tap dancing across the stage. And of course, the amazing, uh, rousing music was being played in the background and stuff. So it was cool. And it was funny that that the guy was a plant and that we were all stunned when he could really, you know, do tap dancing really well. So that was kind of a fun thing, but um, overall it was a great concert. And of course we took some food and some wine and um, you know, you post on Facebook that you're there and then all these other people say, I'm there too. And I'm there, I'm there. Where are you? And it's like, they were on the far right side and we were on the left side. And there was a, a girl that we used to go to wineries with and she came over to us and um, said, hi, how you guys doing? And, um, long time no see and stuff. So that was fun. So we didn't get home until after 11 because, of course, it takes longer to get out of the parking lot than it does to actually sit and see the concert. So that's the part that I hate is getting out of the parking lot. But um, the concert itself was great. It was a perfect way to start the summer. Um, the weather was not bad. It was like, I don't know, like 85 degrees, but the humidity was very low. So, um, and the sun was going down and there was no rain um the grass was dry because we always sit on the lawn and um it was just a really good way to start the summer for with our first concert being harry connick jr and um you know it being such a great concert so we really enjoyed it now on saturday we have our next concert uh, we're going to go back to wolf trap to see um is it the sound of music i should look on my calendar because i've got them all um on the counter. Yeah, it's the sound of music. So it's going to, I guess it's going to, is that going to be the movie? They, like they show a movie and then the um, National Symphony Orchestra plays the music in the background. I think that's what we're going to see. So, so the sound of music, that's actually a long um, movie. So we'll, it'll probably be a long concert. But anyway, they, this year they have brand new screens. Like before they would put this screen up down on the stage. Um, right in front of the National Symphony Orchestra, and they would play the music behind the screen. Well, this year they have these huge monitors um, facing the lawn. There's like three different ones, a really big one in the middle and then two smaller ones on the sides so that you can actually see what's going on on the stage. And I thought that was a really nice improvement to the venue. 
So that's going to be really good for when we see the movies and uh, National Symphony Orchestra is playing. Because before you would have to get a really um, good seat to see down on the stage where the screen was when uh, they'd play the movie and play, uh, play the music in the background. So that's a really good addition. So anyway, that is my has been my week, and then today is just my day of doing um, stuff like podcasting, and I got need I need to do a video, I need to go grocery shopping, I need to do some laundry, stuff like that. So that has been my week. Hopefully, you guys have had a good week, and I have been doing my best to completely ignore what the Trump administration is doing to the immigrants coming across the border and separating their kids. That's like a whole nother topic to discuss, but I'm, I am disgusted with it. And the fact that um, Jeff Sessions and Sarah Suckabee Sanders are using the Bible to justify it is even sicker. But I will not go into that any more than, than that, <laughs> because I, I don't want to, you know, this has been a good podcast. I don't want to turn into a political thing or I get upset. So anyway, that is all I have for today. I hope you guys had a great week and I hope you have a great weekend. So until next time, bye.